0: I'm founder of the British Blacklist, and it is my absolute pleasure to speak to this. Um, I, I can't even say rising star now. He's like a superstar since I like, <laughs> last on my first, when I first spoke to him. So now he's like super amazing. Super. Oh. I'll let you introduce yourself. Please tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from.
1: Uh, hi, my name is Tahib Jimor. Uh, I'm an actor. I'm from uh, Nigeria and the UK, Brixton, South London. Yeah, I had to talk to this wonderful woman about all things television and my shows.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. are you a South Londoner? I'm a former South Londoner.
1: We lost you, damn.
0: To be honest, a long time ago as well. (laughs) It's fine, I'm mixed race when it comes to lands. I'm half South (laughs) London and half West London. Um, (laughs) uh, Describe your life right now in one word or a sentence. Peaceful. Oh. Yeah,
1: very, very peaceful. Home life is good. Like, I'm, I'm in that, you know, next stage where, you know, like, I'm in my own place now, so I'm feeling it out. And, yeah, like, I've got my family around me. I'm with my brother and my cousin, and the whole thing feels very peaceful.
0: This is very good to hear when you're in an industry that isn't that
1: peaceful. It's a bit hard to find peace, so I'm, I'm happy that, that you've is. done that. No, it definitely is. And I think, you know, like, my work life at the moment feels all over the place. But like, I'm actually glad that peace was the first thing that came to mind because, like, my home life feels very peaceful, and I'm glad that that seems to... Yeah, Trump work stuff at the moment for me. So yeah, great. I didn't even know that about myself. And now I do.
0: And now you do. It's good. Hold on, you said you've moved out. What, you are now yeah. living by yourself.
1: Yeah, man. It's long. It's long. I can't lie to you. It's really tough. Like, nobody told me it was going to be like this, man. If I don't do something, it doesn't get done. That's crazy.
0: I think I'd like to talk to mom and say, yeah, can you see now? He's learning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. But we're figuring it out. We have a good brother. Like, it's me and my brother and my cousin, so between the three of us, we're just trying not to, we're like trying to furnish this place and we all have terrible taste and-
0: I don't want to be sexist, but you do, I think I need to throw a woman in the mix, but let me-
1: All my female friends, I'm hitting them up, I'm like, what do you think of this? And they're like, it's ugly, don't buy it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you've got some consultation and actually ties in with the power of women. Tell us about The Power. What's it all about, please?
1: So The Power is a show very much set in our world. It's a sci-fi thriller. Um, set in our world but with one twist and the twist is almost overnight these young women generate this ability to to release electricity through their hands and so you know they can electrocute people they can start fires they so they pretty much become the physically superior gender almost overnight and so it's just a story about (laughs) I can see smiling already (laughs) it's a story about how we relook at the society that we're in patriarchy of the society that we're in and and how the world would change if if women were the physically superior gender. And it's a, it's a wild ride, man. Like it's, it's really, really interesting and brings up some very gray questions about, you know, like human nature and what we're like, and, and yeah, like the world that we live in. And I can't wait for people to watch it.
0: I mean, I binge watched it <laughs> um, because I was very excited to see this world where women are realizing their power. And we'll get into some of the kind of themes of it but what's your role in the power
1: so I played Tunde Tunde is a journalist who with his friend they discover well she discovers this thing and and Tunde releases one of the first clear videos of somebody using it and so accidentally becomes a mouthpiece for this story and decides to you know follow his passion follow his dream and start to like chase the story around the world and just see how it's affecting stuff and he wants to chronicle the story he wants to be the one who documents all of it and because of that kind of takes himself into more and more dangerous situations at risk to his own mental health, and just is trying to figure out his place in this new world and how he can best use his voice in this new world. And yeah,
0: I'm smiling because, as a woman, <laughs> women are finding their feet in this new world, as in the real world, as I'm saying. And it's interesting hearing you say that Tunde's trying to find his position in this world where women are finding their power which is, it very much mirrors what's happening now, but without the electricity. I'm really pissed I don't have electricity coming out of my hands. But um, <laughs> when you read the script, well, first of all, how did the project find you? And when you read the script, what was it about it that made you say, yeah, do you know what? I want to be involved in this in this stuff.
1: Uh, it was more the book. You know, this this story is based on a, a book written by Naomi Alderman, which is an incredible, incredible book. Like, I would tell people to go and read the book, but I'm also like, just watch the TV show. <laughs> and so when I read the book, I was like, yo, this is, Um, insane firstly like you very you very rarely get parts like this for young actors a journey where like I really get to watch this character grow from a young man into a from a yeah like a a young man into a, a man and find himself like it's a as much as it's a story about power I think it's also a story about purpose and um we watch Tunde like try and find his purpose in this in this new world but also like the characters change so much by the end of the book and um, I hope we get to do a second season and a third season of the show. But by the end of it, these characters are completely different people. Even by the end of the first season, all of um, our young leads in the show are all completely different people. And so I think that's the main thing that drew me to it. As much as, you know, the politics aligned with my politics, I, I think I was just really interested in like watching these young people change in this new world. And And it became a deep dive into like human nature and what we're like as people and the societies that we will build. And, you know, if you can, you will. And how that affects other people, I I thought it was great. And as much as feminism and and this show is a show about women and female empowerment, I think it also directly impacts men and men have to be just as much a part of it and as much a part of the conversation as women are. Otherwise, like it will just constantly be like, you know, everybody's on their side and it's a very polarizing conversation.
0: I love that and I think this is very important I hope well I'm, I've am i seen the first four episodes so I'm hoping we do get to really get into this I haven't read the book and I think I'll read the book and I'll watch the series because I, I, I just need to but um, I love what you're saying about that because the conversations about that are happening in the real world where men and women are being pit against each other as women find their feet and their strength through feminism and other means it has become a bit of a negative discourse so this is good I'm placing a lot of faith in this and I love your enthusiasm about it you're smiling as you're speaking about it and the fact that you're saying that we will see Tunde go on a journey I think the characters that you so far either chosen or agreed to really have this kind of well-rounded trajectory like Anthony, Sam in Ted Lasso and now Tunde so where were you where was your mindset when you said yes to this project and is this a purposeful step by step that you're taking in your career
1: 100 percent. yeah you know like I, when i was younger and i was in school a level a <laughs> levels i was doing like history and politics and law i was always like a really politically active kid and you know, like, I don't, I don't know how you felt when you were growing up, but like, I always felt like I was never listened to. And, you know, like being a black kid from South London, I was like, my voice kind of means nothing, and like nobody really cares about like my opinions. And so the decision to be an actor was partly like I want to have a platform and I want to be able to speak about the things that I care about and the things that affect my community. And so you're right. Like, in the roles that I've chosen, Anthony, very politicized story. The power is also very politicized. and and even, Uh, Sam and Ted Lasso as much as that's a comedy. It's also like, he's an insanely politically active kid. And again, like, that's all I've ever wanted for my career is to be put in a position where I can tell stories that give voice to people who have similar stories to me. And, you know, like I've played two Nigerians now in two of the most high profile roles that I've had. And that's not, you know, that's not an accident. And so yeah, like I hope, I hope I get to do that, but with the other parts of me, you know, like I'm also a South Londoner, like I want to platform some of those stories. There's so many parts of me that I think I want to give voice to, but all of them like kind of steep themselves in in like the politics of the world that we're in. I just feel like TV has such a wonderful opportunity to bridge people together. Do you know what it is? Yeah, there was a um, a YouTube video that I watched, and there's a guy called Reza Aslan, and he was talking about Islamophobia in the in the states, and um, it was a very long time ago that I watched this video. I must have been like 15 or something, but he was talking about how for the gay community, for instance, shows like Modern Family are a big reason why, you know, like a lot of people's internalized homophobia has kind of gone away. You just kind of watch these you watch these shows and you see these people going through all the same stuff that you're going through and they just happen to be gay or Muslims or, you know, from wherever. And I always felt like, like because of that, like watching that video, I was like, oh, of course, that TV has such a massive opportunity to just bridge people together like in Ted Lasso you see Sammy and Chinchin the amount of people that have messaged me saying yo like I went and tried to get Chinchin today some auntie has just got a new customer because someone watched a tv show and they saw a guy eating Chinchin and goes oh that that looks dope like people are now attached to Nigerian culture because of the television that they watch and I thought that was great and so um, I think that's yeah that's a part of why I want to do this
0: I love that. And um, can I just put my Ghanaian flag in the chinty chin? <laughs> <laughs> Because we also have Tintin, but yeah, it's great. And I was going to ask you about that being, you know, playing Nigerian characters and bringing the culture to the forefront and dispelling and even with the power, because though the, the setting is Nigeria, where, where we first find him, it's not about any of the negative stereotypes that are associated with West Africa and Nigeria specifically, it's young people, it's journalists, I was pleased. I was really excited to see
1: that. 100%. And again, like all by design, you know, like I remember when I was growing up and all you would see on TV, if anyone was talking about Nigeria or Nigerians were very negative depictions of Nigerians and usually Nigerians had nothing to do with it. You know, like there was never a Nigerian like face behind it. It was usually like a very Eurocentric view on what Africans and West Africans were like. And so a part of it for me is, you know, like that's my culture. It's my parents' culture. I want to author those stories and I want to have a seat at the table when people are talking about Nigerians. And I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to do that. Um, It's been pretty awesome.
0: I'm very pleased. Um, Okay, so we've got some quick getting to know you questions before they kick me out of here. What's your plan B? Do you have a plan B? Nope. What's made you sad, mad and glad this week?
1: Has anything made me sad this week? I don't know. I don't think. No, I don't think so. I mean, listen, I don't (laughs) want to jinx myself, but right now I'm sad free. Mad, I don't know that anything has made me mad this week. Has anything made me mad this week? Other than like really personal stuff with friends, like, yeah, it's personal stuff that I won't get into, but yeah, there is one thing that I'm thinking about that I'm like, this is yeah, an ongoing thing that I should probably resolve. Glad it's Ramadan and we're, get, we're getting to the end of Ramadan and so Eid is coming up. So I'm gonna have like a big family get together um, for Eid. So that's Glad. And what are you watching right now? Uh, what am I watching right now? Watching Succession. I'm trying to catch up before people spoil it for me. I'm also watching Attack on Titan, an anime show that I really love, that I'm trying to catch up on. And I'm watching Ted Lasso and the Power.
0: Obviously. What are you reading right now?
1: Right now I'm reading Romeo and Juliet a lot, because it's a play that I'm about to do. Shameless plug. Pull up to the Almeida and see it sometime in July or June. So yeah, that's what I'm reading that over and over and over again at the moment.
0: Okay, what are you listening to right now?
1: Again, I'm listening to sad love songs because of Romeo and Juliet. Um, I'm, I'm in my... R&J playlist mode so um, so yeah also if anybody's got like recommendations of really weepy songs then hit me up. Okay and what's the last thing you saw on stage? Phaedra at the National Theatre and I thought it was amazing amazing Simon Stone's one of my favourite uh, directors and writers I saw Yama that he did at the Young Vic as well I was actually ushering at the Young Vic while Yama was on so I got to see it like 30 times in a row but it was amazing it gave me chills the theatre is very definitely alive and kicking and, and yeah I'm glad that I got to watch it before it closed. What's on your bucket list? I want to go to Japan. I also want to do a film <laughs> sometime soon. Yeah. That's
0: definitely coming. Yeah. Celebrate someone else. Who do you rate right now? Hmm. It could be anybody.
1: My older brother, man. He's really holding it down for me. Like I'm, I'm like busy at the moment. And so there's so much stuff. Like I said, we just moved into a new place. So we're dealing with like t- council tax and <laughs> all the like, gas bill and he's just sorting all of that stuff out for me. So um, So yeah, it's great to feel like he's in my corner and he's helping me out, so my brother is definitely the one I write right now. Okay, celebrate yourself, make us proud of you. Oh man, I think I'm proud of, I'm proud of the the young man that I'm turning into, you know, like when I was younger and I was thinking about like what I'd be or who I'd be when I was, I just turned 26 like three days ago, like when I think about like my mid-20s, like I, I didn't really have an idea of what that would be, I couldn't really think about it, but like now that I'm in it I'm like, I love my family, I care about them, I'm with them, I'm doing the, like, the job that I love, I'm working hard, I'm doing my thing, I'm keeping my head down, and I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm living my dream. Not everybody gets to do that, and it's hard and it's tough, but I'm doing it, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, patting myself on the back because this was the life that I wanted, and I was like, brave enough to go for it, and now I'm here, and it's working.
0: Happy Related Birthday as well.
1: Thank uh, you. Whose footsteps are you following in? Ooh, whose footsteps am I following in? Hmm... I guess like all the older actors that came ahead of me, you know, like I'm thinking about David Oyelowo and Chiwetel Ejiofor and, you know, like just the, the greats, like even the Adrian Lesters, like those are the people whose careers that I wanted when I was younger. Yeah, like I'm starting to slowly build that for myself and also like add my own to it. So so yeah, like they all had careers that spanned theater and film and TV and, and I want that for myself as well. So, so yeah, those are, those are some of the people that I looked up to.
0: Okay, you kind of mentioned it, but what's next?
1: Uh, Romeo and Juliet at the Almeida Theatre We open in June I think, yes we open in June We start rehearsals next week I can't wait
0: That's cute, mm-hmm. okay
1: so Where can we watch The Power
0: Like, I know we've got first four episodes out yeah. and The rest of it please Because I'm, I'm, I'm
1: waiting for it <laughs> It's coming, so The Power comes out every Friday On Amazon Prime Video And I can't wait, episode 6 is one of my favourite episodes so Yeah, It's going to be awesome Okay,
0: William, where can we find you? Where's your what's your socials? Uh
1: so my Instagram handle is at taheb.j and I think my Twitter handle is at underscore Jimmo. Um I'm actually not, I don't remember the last time I like looked at it, but like, I think I think it's that. And if it's not, just happen like to the there aren't that many Tahibs out there, bro. Right? Like
0: <laughs> literally the way like I think is this. We'll find you, we'll find you. Yeah.
1: Um Tahib,
0: it's been wonderful speaking to you i'm so proud of you you're doing so thank well you.
1: it's a pleasure um, as always i'm so glad it was you today
0: this is wonderful and i'm really really, really proud of you so i'm excited
1: hey. all right i'll speak to you soon hopefully. thank you